0: All right, and all God's people said, amen, amen. Amen. It's good to be here tonight at Cornerstone Free Will Baptist Church. I appreciate Brother Justin lending me his pulpit while he's away, and uh, it's good to be here, and I see so many people here tonight that I know, and it's always encouraging to be with folks that you know, and uh, so it's good to see uh, all of you that are here tonight. And um, some of you knew my family, knew my grandparents, knew my grandpa. And, and um, if you knew some of them, please, please do not hold that against me, all right? and uh, But no, it's, it's so good to be here. I've enjoyed the singing. I'll be honest about it. I've enjoyed the service thus far and just appreciate uh, what you have done here tonight for the Lord. I want to say a few things tonight before I preach. The first thing I want to say is that I appreciate your pastor, I appreciate Brother Justin, he's been an encouragement to me, he's been a helper to me, not only him but also his wife, and uh, I've just always appreciated uh, Justin, and um, when I was ordained in the free wills, Justin was very gracious to me, and, and just so kind, and just very, very good to me. And I've just always appreciated him for that. He, I really didn't know Justin that well. Justin didn't really know me that well, I don't think. And he just um, treated me so so very kind and so generous. And I want to thank him for that. I know he's not here, but you guys have a good pastor. And um, if, if you could do anything for your pastor, you ought to pray for him. Amen. And not only him, but pray for his wife. And, um, you know, your pastor, whether he admits it or not, I I know good enough, your pastor's got bad days just like you all got bad days, and um, you ought to pray for him, you ought to lift him up in prayer, you ought to pick up the phone, call him, send him a text message, say, brother, I'm praying for you, I'm thinking about you, and that would be, I know that would be an encouragement and a blessing to him, and uh, would would be a great help, and uh, I appreciate this church, it's one of the... I kind of feel like, to me, it's probably one of our stronger Free Will Baptist churches in the area. It's kind of how I feel in my heart. And uh, I appreciate Quarterstone and um, everything that it does. And uh, you are some good people. And if I could tell you to do anything, you just keep on keeping on for the Lord. Amen. And I know one thing. I know if you quit, hell wins. Amen. And so you just keep on keeping on. And don't quit on the Lord. And um, so I, that's all I got to say tonight. Uh, If you brought your Bibles tonight, you can turn anywhere you want to turn, but if you're going with me, I'm going to Proverbs chapter 24, Proverbs chapter 24, I'm going to begin at verse number 30, Proverbs chapter 24, verse 30, the reason why I said you can turn anywhere you want to is because it's all good, amen, I've still yet to find anywhere in this Bible where it's bad, Brother Michael, sometimes I go back to the maps, it's pretty good back there too sometimes, amen, but... Psalms chapter 24 and uh, Proverbs, excuse me, Proverbs 24, not Psalms. Don't go to Psalms, you will be in the wrong place. But Proverbs 24 and verse 30. Uh, This wasn't my initial thought for tonight. I'd planned on going somewhere else. And uh, as I got closer to tonight's service and began to study God, kind of directed my heart and my attention uh, toward this passage of Scripture. It had been a long time for me since I'd been over here. And um, so I, I hope and pray that it will be a blessing to you tonight and pray that we all could when we leave this place tonight, pray that we all be able to take something from this and uh, be a blessing and a help to us in the days ahead. Proverbs chapter 24, <clears throat> verse number 30. If you're there, I'd like for you, if you can and are able, I'd like for us to stand together tonight as we read God's word. I just like to do that out of reverence and respect. And if you can and are able, I'd like for you to do that. Verse 30 says I went by the field of the slothful and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. And lo, it was all grown over with thorns and nettles and had covered the face thereof. And the stone wall thereof was broken down. Then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth, and thy wants as an armed man. If God would help me to preach tonight, I want to preach on what I learned from looking at a field. What I learned from looking at a field. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you. Lord, for the privilege and the opportunity to be in your house tonight. Lord, I thank you for these good people. Lord, most of them I know very well. And Lord, I appreciate their stand for the Lord. And I appreciate, Lord, them being here tonight. Lord, thank you for the good singing that we've heard and all the songs that have been sung. And Lord, everything that's been done thus far in this service, Lord, we praise you and we thank you for it. Lord, we're now at the preaching hour of this service. And Lord, I ask that, Lord, right now, Lord, that you'd send me some good help as I'm about to preach. I pray that you'd make it easy for me. I pray you'd hide me behind the shadow of the old rugged cross. Give me tonight, Lord, the words to say. And Lord, if you've done anything, I pray you'd make it easy for me to preach. Lord, don't let me preach too short tonight. Don't let me preach too long tonight, but Lord, I pray that everything that I say would bring you glory and would bring you honor. Lord, if there's any here tonight that's lost, I pray they be saved before it'd be everlasting and eternally too late. Lord, I pray that you would do tonight what it is that only you can do. Lord, I pray you get yourself some glory and you get yourself some honor. Lord, help me to lift up the blood-stained banner one more time. And Lord, when everything's been done and everything's been said, Lord, it's time to go home. Lord, I'll stop and give you the glory. And I'll give you the honor and give you the praise. And in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. The text I read in your hearing, he's, the Bible said, He said, I went by the field of the slothful. My title tonight is what I learned. what I learned from looking at a field. I don't know about you tonight. You've probably heard this as much as I have heard this. Uh, I've had many, many people, Brother Scott, come to me and tell me, Well, Brother Charles, I know I'm a little rough around the edges, but but Jesus is in my heart. I I got everything. He's in my heart. It, it don't matter, preacher, what, what I say, and it don't matter, preacher, what I do, but I just want you to know it's in my heart. I don't know about you, Brother Nolan Tate, I've heard that till I've been completely sick of hearing it. So many people want to tell you, well, Brother Charles, it's what's in your heart. It's what's in your heart. It's what's in your heart. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. I agree 110% what's in your heart and what's on the inside is going to come out on the on the outside. You people put on a facade on the outside and they do themselves all up I don't know about you tonight, church, but some of the greatest actresses I've ever seen in all my life were sitting in the church house. They weren't in Hollywood and they weren't on Broadway. They were sitting inside the house of an almighty God. And I'm sick of hearing people say, well, Brother Charles, it's what's in the heart. It's what's in the heart. Oh, yes, it is what's in the heart. And everything that's in your heart's coming out of your mouth and coming through your actions and coming through your thoughts and coming through everything that you're doing. You cuss like a sailor. I'm sick and tired of Christians being born again and cussing like a sailor. Amen. And so we're living in a day and a time where everybody say, Well, Brother Charles, it's what's in the heart. It's what's in the heart. And I'm telling you tonight, what's in your heart eventually is going to come out of your mouth. Amen. And so what I'm saying tonight, where I'm trying to get, if God will help me, is what's on the inside is going to manifest on the outside. Amen. And I read in your hearing tonight about a person, somebody, I don't know who it was, but he said when he went by a field, the Bible said that he sold that field, and when he got to the field, Brother Scott, it said that it was grown up with thorns and nettles, the Bible said, if I pronounce that right, we'll call them thistles, how about that? That's Missouri talk. This field was grown up and had weeds all in it. And when he went by that field, that field was an expression or was a reflection, if you will. That field was a reflection of its owner. I don't know about you tonight, but I don't know where everybody lives. But if I was to go by your house tonight and look at your home, I could get a pretty good idea what kind of person you are by going. By your home, Amen. I'm looking at some of you here tonight, and you're saying, "Oh, dear Lord, please don't let him go by my home." <laughs> and people all the time are saying, "Brother Charles, it's what's in the heart. It's what's in the heart. It's what's in the heart. It's true. It is what's in the heart, and what's in the heart's going to manifest on the outside. And the way that you live and the way that you conduct yourselves, I'll be able to tell real quick what kind of t- type of person you are." by what your place looks like, what your home looks like, the kind of music you listen to, the kind of TV you like to watch. I'll be able to tell real quick what kind of person you really are on the inside by what you're letting happen on the outside. Amen? And I'm telling you, you can fool the preacher and you can fool the church and you can fool your mom and dad, but you'll never fool Almighty God. And I'm telling you, God sees through all that stuff. And there's way too many people of us today who want to talk about what's going on on the inside, but no one wants to talk about what we're doing on the outside. Amen? And when this man walked past this field, it was a reflection of its owner. And the way that we live, and the way we conduct ourselves, and the things that we say is a reflection of who we really are as Christians. Amen? You can, tell, you can come to the church house and sing, Oh, I love Jesus. And you can get up in the choir, and you can give a devotion, and you can sing a song. But I'm just telling you something. That don't mean a whole lot if you live just like the devil when you walk outside the church house. Amen? And I'm telling you, the the things that are coming out of us on the outside are a reflection of what's going on on the inside. I heard people say, you ever heard somebody say, well, Brother Charles, Brother Charles, don't, don't judge a book by its cover. I agree with that. When you open that book and start reading what it's saying, you'll be able to judge it real quick. Amen. You can't always judge one by its cover, but when you get on the inside of that thing and you start looking at a person's heart and seeing what's happening on the inside, coming on on the outside, you will tell who they are and what they are. And I'm just going to tell you all this tonight. I hope when somebody looks at Brother Charles, they don't see a phony and they don't see a fake and they don't see me putting on. I hope I'm the realest of a deal they've ever seen. Amen. And when people, here's the, here's the whole message tonight. When people look at you and people look at me, you better hope that the, you're the only Bible they ever read. Amen. And when people look at you and people look at me, you better hope they see Jesus. And you better hope it's real and you better hope it's authentic. Amen. And so this man passed by this field. And it was all grown up. Weeds were grown up in the field where once was probably a nice hay field. Now it's all grown up. Trees and sprouts and thistles and thorns and rose bushes and locust trees. You name it, Brother Nolan, it had it. I mean grown up. And if we're not careful, our lives can be the exact same way. I want to ask you tonight, when people look at you, what do they see? The Bible says every tree is known by its fruit. The Bible said a good tree can't bear bad fruit and a bad tree can't bear good fruit. Every tree is known by its fruit. What's the Bible say? Every man's known by his doings, whether they be good or whether they be evil. Folks, you can tell me one thing and do another all you want to. But folks, when people look at you and look at me, I hope they don't see a whole bunch of weeds. And I hope they don't see a whole bunch of nastiness and darkness and evilness and filthiness and worldliness when they look at you and when they look at me. Amen? If we're going to talk the talk, let's walk the walk. Amen? And this man walked past this field, and when he walked past it, he noticed its condition. And be honest about it tonight, church, when people look at me and people look at you, it don't take them very long to figure us out and know who we are and know what we are. Amen? And so we walked past this field. And let me say this tonight, before I go any further. When you look at a person, when you look at me, when you look at them, when you look at somebody's home, when you look at somebody's farm, you can learn a whole lot about them very, very quickly without them saying one word. Amen? You don't have... There's an old saying that says, "If I hope I can get it right. It says, it's better to be silent... And appear stupid than to speak and remove all doubt. Amen. Sometimes we're better off just to be silent. You don't have to, you don't have to open your mouth for people to realize you don't know the Lord. Just by the way you live. And just by the way you conduct yourself from day to day living and doing, they'll be able to tell if you're a Christian real quick. Amen? You do not have to walk up to somebody at Walmart and say, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. They'll be able to figure it out by the way you're walking and talking in Walmart. Amen? You can say you're a Christian until you're blue in the face, but unless your walk lines up with your talk, you're fake. Amen? Boy, I'm preaching better than you. some of y'all amening tonight. This is getting good. He learned something when he walked past this field. And folks, when people walk past you and they look at you, they're learning something about you, whether you know it or not. You ever notice a little kid? You get around a little kid, you you scrape your foot in the gravel, they scrape their foot in the gravel. You spit on the grass, they spit on the grass. Everything you do, they do. They just want to mimic you. You don't have to say nothing. You don't have to do nothing. just because They're watching every move you make, and folks. There's people watching us tonight. They're watching you. They're watching me. And I'm telling you something. I'll just tell you. Let's let, hey, I'm going to tell you this. If this was my church, this is what I'd say. Let Cornerstone Free Will Baptist Church be the church. When people see it, they want to mimic it. Amen. That's the kind of church you ought to be. I'm not your pastor, but that sounded like a good thing to say. Amen. Be the kind of church everybody else wants to be. Let everything we do be what they want. Let, if, hey, if they learn something about this church, they learn we're a God-fearing church, and we love the Lord, and we sing His praises, and we're going to live for Him, and we're going to be faithful, and we're going to attend church. Let's be that church in this day and hour. Amen? Folks, you can tell me all you want to tell me. I don't care. I've heard it. I've had it up to hear. But Brother Charles, it's what's in your heart. Oh, yes, it is. And the things are coming out of your mouth. And coming through your actions, guess where they're coming from? your heart. And the th- way that you live is a representation and is a foreshadow of what's going on right here. You want to fix the things going on on the outside, you better, better get it fixed right here, friend. You don't fix the outside until you get the inside right, amen? I kind of threw a lot of that in for extra. I won't charge you for it tonight, all right? But I'm going to get in my message. So this man walked past the field. Bible called it the field of the slothful. Number one tonight, I'll tell you how this field got in this condition. Number one, the reason this field was in this condition, number one, because he was slothful. He wasn't slothful because he didn't know the man to be slothful. He knew that the man was slothful because of the way his field looked. That's why he was slothful. The Bible said that it was grown up with thorns, And nettles covered the face thereof. And the Bible said that the stone wall thereof was broken down. You want to know something about the Christian life? The Christian life is a life that requires a lot of work. I'm going to say this tonight, and you ain't going to like this kind of preaching, but I'm going to say it anyways. A Christian life is not a lazy life. Amen. You want to be a Christian, you better not have a lazy bone in your body because I'm telling you, a Christian life isn't a lazy life. Hey, I'm glad to be a Christian. I'm glad to know Jesus Christ, my personal Lord and Savior. But I'm telling you here tonight, church, the Christian life requires a whole lot of work. The Bible says, Study to show thyself approved, a workman unto God that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word. Of truth. The Bible says, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus under good works, which God hath before ordained, that we should walk in them. The Bible says in Genesis, the Bible says, Man will eateth bread by the sweat of his face. Folks, we're required to work, amen? And when you get saved, that's not the end, it's just the beginning. And we got way too many people today in the house of God got saved. And they got comfortable. And about all they're good for anymore, this is getting pretty deep, about all they're pretty good at anymore is holding down the pew. Amen. Folks, I'm not trying to be mean, I'm not trying to be rude, and I'm not trying to be hateful tonight. I'm your friend. But the Christian life, so life of work. The reason why that field was in the shape that it was in, because he hadn't put no work into it. He'd let it grow up. And let me say this tonight. It ain't the preacher's fault that you got weeds and thorns and thistles and wildflowers growing in your life. It ain't the preacher's fault. It's your fault because you've left it unkept and you ain't been putting in no work. You ain't been reading your Bible. You ain't been spending time in prayer. I tell you what the problem is today. Our worship's gone dead and our light and our Bible's gone dusty and our prayer life's gone dull because we're not putting in no work. And we think it's the preacher's fault. Boy, I don't get nothing out of his messages. He just don't do it for me no more. Part because you don't put in no work, that's why. What's the Bible say? He that soweth sparingly shall reap sparingly, but he that spare soweth bountifully shall reap bountifully. I, hey, I don't know about you tonight, church, but I'm kind of one of them, you get out of it what you put into it. And when you're not putting nothing into it, and you're just going through the motions, and you're just going with the flow, if you're not careful, you're going to have a field full of thorns, and thistles, and wildflowers, and wild weeds going in your life, because you ain't put in no work. Folks, if you want to maintain a well-kept Christian life, free from sin, you're going to have to put in some work. Amen? If you think it's just going to come on its own, free will, all by itself, and everything's going to be fine and dandy, you're wrong. Too many of us have stopped putting in the work. And what was once a well-maintained child of God is now all grown up with the wild seeds and flowers and things of the world because we've not maintained ourselves and we've not put in the work that's needed as a Christian. Amen? Folks, one of the the things that you can do that's most detrimental to your Christian walk is to do nothing. When you stop doing nothing, you're going to start going backwards. Your life's going to listen. You don't listen. When you do nothing, the devil work overtime to ruin something that was once good. Amen? You ever drove past a place that once upon a time Brother Michael they was cutting hay out in that field boy it was lush and it was green and it was pretty and you go by a few years later and all of a sudden it's grown up and ain't nobody been maintaining, ain't nobody been cutting the grass, ain't nobody been cutting the hay and they ain't nobody been pruning the trees and getting rid of the the saplings, And all of a sudden, what once was so pretty and so nice and so good, it was profitable. Now nobody's getting any good out of because somebody stopped working the field. What's the Bible say? What profiteth a man if he gave the whole world but loses his own soul? What good would it be? I'm, I'm going to tell you this tonight. I've got a place that I own myself. I'll not dare tell you where it's at because I don't want you to see it. Brother Nolan, I've got buck brush up to my waist. It's so I'm embarrassed about it, brother. I've been meaning to spray it for two years, and I ain't got to it yet. But when, but be honest about it. I, I don't want no one to see it because I've not done the best of job putting in the work. Brother Dale, stop laughing. I know you know where it's at, all right? But listen, it's kind of a shame to own a piece of property and just let it go to waste. And, folks, I just say this now it's kind of a shame for Jesus Christ to send his only begotten Son down on the cross for your sins and you just letting yourself go to waste. Amen? Because somebody, yourself included, not willing to put in the work. Folks, you'll never be sorry. And they'll be disappointed that you work for the Lord. If I give you anything tonight, you take anything home with you, you take this home. Work for God. You won't regret it. You won't be sorry for it. But the reason why this field was overgrown with thorns and nettles was because he was slothful. He didn't know he was slothful until he looked at the field. And when he looked at the field it was reflection of who that man really was and what he was about. Secondly, not only do I see he was slothful, but number two, I see susceptible. I read in your hearing the next just later in that same verse I believe the Bible said in the walls were broken the stone walls were broken down. Now because the man's been slothful and he's not put in the work and not put in the time and he let something that was once good and profitable and productive now become wasteful and not so productive and let it go by the wayside now because of all of that and he's let the field grow up and now he's let the walls fall down. Something about walls and a fence, it's not only sometimes trying to keep something in but trying to keep something out. Amen? And a wall in a Christian life is a good thing. Folks, I got enemies just like you got enemies. And when you get saved, the devil himself will become your biggest enemy you'll ever have as a born-again child of God. And folks, I need a wall in my life to try to keep him out. But when you don't put in the work and you let your wall fall down, and you let the fences get to sagging, and you let the fences fall down, the enemy is going to come in. Amen? And folks, you want to know why the church house is so susceptible today to all kinds of nonsense. And we as Christians today are so susceptible to all kinds of worldliness and filthiness and nonsense, it's because we've let the walls in our lives fall down. And we don't have our guard up no more. And so everything that wants to pour in, guess what? It pours in and it comes in because we have no wall, Folks, it's about time some of us put in some work again because we got to mend the fences again. We're not trying to keep something in. We're trying to keep something out. Amen? And I want to say this tonight because we got some moms and some dads here tonight. You're responsible only for your own fence in your life, but I believe you're responsible for the fence in your kids' life. Amen? You want to do something for your children? Build a wall around them. Build a wall. You say, what kind of wall are we building? Brother Charles, I'll tell you when we're going to build. We're going to build a wall of prayer. Amen? You want to do something for them kids and them grandkids? Get down on your knees and build a wall of prayer around your kids and your grandkids so the enemy will stop having a heyday in their life. Walls were broken down. They're susceptible. When you let the walls fall down in your life, You'll be susceptible to wickedness, darkness, evilness, sin, iniquity, this, you name it, you'll be susceptible. It'll pour right into your life because you've got nothing to stand against it. So now this man, not only is he slothful, he's lazy, got no ambition, not willing to put in the work, now he's susceptible to everything. Anything that wants to come in, can just come on in and overtake it and totally destroy everything that was once was once something that was once good is now being destroyed by the enemy because he can come in any time he well pleases folks if you don't build a wall around your field you don't build a fence around your home and your family and your kids and your grandkids I'm telling you, the enemy, He's going to come over. He'll be trespassing in your life and in your family's life because you didn't put up offense against him. Amen? Folks, listen. God help us that we wouldn't be so susceptible to everything this world throws at us. We're living in a day and a time that nobody keeps their guard up no more. And we don't want to stand against much anymore. We just kind of let everything just go as it seems. And we just want to accept everything. And we just want to be susceptible. We just want everybody to be accepted. We want everybody to be happy. We want everybody to be comfortable. Last time I read my Bible, I didn't see anywhere where it said we're supposed to live comfortable. We're supposed to live like Christians. Amen? And when you live like a Christian, sometimes you've got to stand against stuff nobody else willing to stand against. And that all happens by building a wall in your life. Folks, it would be a terrible thing for you to get lazy and for you to slack off a little bit in your Christian life and let your walls fall down let the enemy come in and destroy everything you and the good Lord have built together. Amen? It'd be a terrible thing. But if you're not careful, you're not watchful, and you're not mindful that there's an enemy out there trying to get on the other side. I don't know about you, Buscotch. Have you ever slipped over on the other side of the fence? It seems like Brother Scott, when I go deer hunting, the neighbors always got all the deer over there. Ever seem like that to you? Now, Brother Justin, I'm not going. I'm a preacher. I won't lie. Now, every now and again, them fence lines get fuzzy. Every now and again, they have in times past. But when they keep them up, it's a whole lot easier to see where the my line ends and theirs begins. And when you build up a fence and a wall in your life, it'll be a whole lot easier when the devil gets there. He'll know what kind of territory he's getting into. Because when you let your wall fall down, you let your fences fall down, you can't tell where your property line ends and theirs begins. You can't tell God's territory from the devil's territory, sometimes because people let the walls fall down. you ever seen somebody and you couldn't tell if they were a Christian or if they were it's lost by the way they live? One minute they was shouting the victory, the next minute they are cussing like a sailor. But when you build up the walls in your life, There'll be a direct distinction of where the line is at. And it'll it'll be a distinct line for the devil. He'll know. I don't know about you, but I like the devil knowing. I'm born again, and I'm a child of God. Amen? And, Brother Mike, if I had one, I'd storm hell with a water pistol tonight if I had one. Because I want to know I'm on God's side. Amen? And I'm going to do my best to not let my wall fall down. And I'm going to keep my fences built up because I don't want the enemy to come and destroy all the good things that God's given me in my life. Thirdly and lastly tonight, not only do I see he was slothful, not only do I see he was successful, but number three, and I'm done, number three I see he was sleepy. He said he had a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. You know something about being asleep? As when you're asleep, you're unaware of your surroundings. Church, it's one thing to be lazy. One thing to be slothful and let your field get all grown up with thorns, thistles, and weeds, something that was once profitable, now not profitable. It's one thing to be lazy and let that happen. It's, a, it's one thing to be successful, much of all fall down. But I tell you what's the worst in all this is for it to be, is for it to be grown up, and for there to be thorns that's overtaking your field, and for your fences to fall down, but then for you not to even know that it's happened. Folks, it's one thing for your field to be grown up, and it's one thing for your fences to be down, but it's a whole other thing when you don't know that your field's grown up and you don't know that your fences are down. Folks, what I'm talking about, we're living in a day and time, people are not liveless listen, they're on their way to hell right now, and they do not know it. Folks, that's a scary place to be. We've got people... In this very day and hour, people in the church, people that I know you know, their life's grown up and their fences are down and they don't even know it. Folks, it's a scary thing to be lost and not know you're lost. It's a scary thing to be on your way to hell and not know you're headed to hell. And it's all because people are asleep. The Bible says, How long will thou sleepest, O sluggard? Folks, it's about time some of us woke up and realized what's going on in our lives. Amen? When's, when's the last time you just you woke up and just took an inventory of your own life and you checked your... You ever, ever been around some... You ever went and just checked your own fences? Maybe you ever just took a... Walked through the pasture and just seen what need to be done. Hey, when's the last time you just took inventory of your own life and just said, you know what? I need to do a few things here. I've been slacking off. My field don't look very good. My life don't look very good. My heart don't look very good. My family don't look very good. I've let things kind of... I've let things dissipate, and I've, I've let things kind of go by the wayside, and I've been, I haven't been doing no upkeep, and my fences are down, I'm susceptible, the enemies are in, I, it's just a mess. When's the last time you took inventory? And just took inventory of your own life and just realized kind of where your relationship was at with you and the good Lord? Folks, I, I don't know about you, but if I've got a tree limb on the fence, I want to know about it. We need to get it fixed. than knowing if we got buck brush in the field, we better get it taken care of. I want to know about it. Church, I'm going to say this today, we got a lot of problems in this country. You know them as well as I do, but it's not it's not a time for the church to bury our head in the sand and go asleep and pretend like it's not happening. Amen? We gotta take some inventory. I'm going to say this tonight. There might be some areas in this church maybe we've let the weeds grow up. Maybe there's been some ministries in the church we've let the weeds grow up. Maybe there's been some place in the church we've let the fence fall down. Church, how long are we going to be asleep at the wheel? And just pay those things no attention. Hey, I know people, you know people once were on fire for the Lord, but they're not no more because they've fallen asleep. Field grew up, fences fell down, and the worst thing about it is they don't even know it. Friend, it's about time you wake up and just have a look around tonight. Say, you know what, I've got some work to do. Not everything in my life's like I thought it was. I haven't been paying attention very close. And I, I haven't been doing, I haven't been putting in the work. And I, I haven't been keeping up my fences. I ain't been keeping the weeds out. I've just kind of been this whatever comes, whatever goes. Church, I think it's about time we woke up. And said, enough's enough. I'm going to take care of this. And I'm going to do some changing. And I'm going to get rid of some of these weeds I've got in my life. Brother Nolan, I'm going to get that fence back up in shape. I don't want the enemy coming in. And I'm going to get, I'm going to get out there in that field and I'm going to work. I'm going to put in some work. I'm going to get that field where it ought to be. I'm going to get my life where it ought to be. I'm going to get my kids where they ought to be. I'm going to put in some work. Because when people look at me, I want them to see that I'm living for the Lord. I don't want my life to be a reflection of my relationship with the Lord. I want my relationship with the Lord to be a reflection of my life. Amen? Amen? What I learned when I looked at the field. Folks he was slothful He was susceptible He was asleep When you get lazy in your Christian walk You're going to let your life grow full of a bunch Of a bunch of things That the You know something about A field You don't have to go through there Sowing weeds To get them to grow They'll grow by themselves Amen? You don't have to learn how to sin. You'll just pick it up real quickly. You don't have to learn how to live like the world. You'll just do it because it's our nature. And I'm telling you, we've let, we've become slothful and we just let anything go. And our lives have been, our lives are growing full of weeds and thorns. We're not profitable and productive as Christians like we once were. And now we're susceptible. Our fences are down. And Now we're asleep.